1987 Arnold Schwarzenegger, The Running Man. Get me the president's entertainment agent so I can introduce you to Slim and Dale underscore A, the stalkers of the social media zone. I forgot what those four quadrants were called. They were called zones. This is the Paper Keg Show, rounding third at episode 286. Big show is the Paper Keg. We've always talked about movies. Mm. We've only ever talked about movies. And we're, we're ending the show at episode 300, so if you're late, you know. We're sorry. Whatever. We're sorry. <laughs> uh, we have a huge archive of hours of episodes to delight you. Uh, we have the VP of merch. He's the one that made the decision to end the show. Welcome back, Dale underscore A. Uh, it is great to be back here. 286. Uh, the Running Man. I got to tell you, nostalgia-wise, probably one of my top two movies. Maybe my top movie, uh, nostalgia-wise. A lot of love wow. for this movie. Yeah. Wow. Bold I used words. to watch this movie. I had... I've... Uh, for most of my life, I've had the whole movie memorized. Um, one of my favorites. Glad we could talk about it on this show. Finally, 286 episodes in. But, you know, we got to, uh, you know, the, the gems we kind of like pepper throughout. We don't just like line them all up together. Mm-hmm. And uh, here we are. We find ourselves. We did it. We did it. You know? Amazing. I had no idea your love affair for this mm-hmm movie neither did i in fact secrets i uh dale would you like us uh, in a rare uh switcheroo would you like to give us the synopsis (sighs) well if you guys have 20 minutes to set aside (laughs) uh and then we can just end the show (laughs) yeah well sure i mean you know i uh, you know i would be honored (laughs) um so you can pull the parachute if you so like to do it. So basically, by the uh, year 2017, uh, you know, running some parallels here, mm. um, yeah. the U.S. government is basically entertainment-based to uh, feed the sort of non-thinking general mass uh, carnage and whatever makes them happy and fat and not not asking questions. Um, they manipulate the news uh, to whatever they deem fit to uh, for the situation that they need needed to be and uh, the primary focus of this movie and the most popular television show on uh, the government network TV is uh, ICS's The Running Man which uh, every week takes convicts uh, that are basically on death row I would imagine or, you know, maybe every convict at this point is on death row. And um, in front of a live studio audience, as well as, you know, uh, uh, corners in streets on widescreen uh, formats, um, these convicts are sent into a, a 400 square block game zone uh, that. Um, is the aftermath of an earthquake from years past, and uh, the uh, the Running Man game show sends professional stalkers after them, each with their own gimmick, to basically hunt down and kill them uh, for sport on television. And um, Jersey. Tables have turned. Sorry, I just had to give you just a tablespoon of your own medicine there for a second. It's perfect. Perfect. Got a little teary eye. I just, I, you know, where, where you have me, Pete, is I don't know the exact second in the video where right. it, uh, where it comes in. So it's like we had to listen to the crappy intro. It's like three forty-four. <laughs> Mystics play there once or twice when I knew there was a reason. All right, well, don't own it. Oh my God. 
Yeah, you were saying. <laughs> Jonesy, thank you. That was uh, very sweet of you. I've <laughs> never been got like that before and to my own song it was beautiful i've never seen you work your phone so fast it's like for the first <laughs> time ever you could actually see your phone and not squint into it um uh, yeah so uh, the stalkers um kill these convicts and the movie uh, centers around one uh ben richards the butcher of bakersfield who um was a helicopter pilot in the government and was kind of monitoring a food riot in progress, approximately 1,500 civilians, <laughs> and the crowd was unarmed. And uh, his captain it ordered him to fire upon the crowd to quell the, uh, to quell the riot. And uh, Ben Richards would not fire at innocent human beings. And uh, he was uh, told to be uh, overtaken by his other men in the in the chopper, and uh, he went to a prison work camp for about eighteen months before uh, daring uh, making a daring prison escape, which was successful for about twenty four hours until he was caught because of one Damon Killian. Killian. Game show host of the, uh, the I'll Running be Man. Back. Only in a rerun. And uh, Damien, who refuses to keep his pinky finger enclosed anytime he has a fist, anytime really he's using his hands. His pinky just shoots out. <laughs> it was getting on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> well, the people love it. He's been in the business 30 years. Believe me. And, uh, you know, he's basically, he, he, at the behest of Damon Killian, uh, he's brought on to the running man, even though he's a military prisoner. And uh, Ben Richards basically turns the world upside down and uh, becomes the stalker of the stalkers and gets people rooting for him, which is not a good thing, and is offered a TV contract and... Uh, helps bust and hack the uh, satellite uplink with the help of Mick Fleetwood playing himself. I, When I discovered through IMDb that was Mick Fleetwood, what? I just imagined that your body was ready, that you had your kimono <laughs> completely open, candles were lit. But, but you, know the, you know the thing? I've only, like, maybe... Very recently have I dis- only discovered it. He was playing himself, and that and it goes back to wait. He's playing himself. I I Mick Fleetwood is Mick Fleetwood I, in the Running Man. I completely Man? believe that because his name is Mick oh. in the movie, and in the beginning when he is removing Ben Richards' collar, he's like you. You're one of the cops who killed all my friends and burned all my songs. Like, I firmly oh believe this is a salty what? Mick Fleetwood. This is blowing my mind, because I remember watching this the other night, and I was like, who is this actor? Why does he seem so familiar? Because he's not like, what's this dude? Why is this dude cast as this, like, revolutionary? It's kind of weird. Yeah. That's crazy. What connection does Mick Fleetwood have my songs. <laughs> Burned all my songs. Killed my friends. Killed my Made band all members. The Killed Stevie Nicks. <laughs> Burned my Rumors <laughs> albums. Actually, Lindsay Buckingham. That, ki- killing Stevie Nicks probably was a relief for Mick Fleetwood. <laughs> oh, God. Remember how great their VH1 special was oh. when they made that comeback? Oh, yeah. Jeez Louise. Jeez. That album is amazing. <laughs> my little demon coming all around. Turner, 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 uh, yeah, so what a movie. <clears throat> with the help of him and uh, himself, Mick Fleetwood and Dweezil Zappa playing Stevie, um, they basically get on playing Stevie as in Stevie, Stevie Nicks. Nicks. Dweezil Zappa is Stevie Nicks in this movie. Uh, they uh, they hack the satellite uplink and reveal to the world that Damon is lying to them. Shows the actual footage from the Bakersfield Massacre. And uh, and that's it. Like, he sets the world on fire. Not, not necessarily is the U.S. government kind of held accountable for any of this. 
just Damon Killian. <laughs> you know what? Which, uh, which is kind of like... Before we talk about the movie, I'd like to skip to the climax. <laughs> um, of course. Send all my songs. <laughs> Classic move. <laughs> Classic Joseph. You know, first of all, Mick Fleetwood, a vision in this movie. Uh, <laughs> You're one of those cops I really who wish killed all my friends and burned my songs. <laughs> When Richards is walking up the steps to finally make out with, uh, what's her name? I really wish the mannequin song had come on. They say we're crazy. <laughs> That's good. What do they That's, That could have applied possibly even more than the rock song. That I just roll the credits. I don't even, at the end of the movie, what did they, they didn't fix anything. I mean, the president right. no, but has they earned agent. it. They earned an open mouth kiss right. they for had, all their hard work. Oh, my God. I, I don't want to get into a, a negative scenario off the bat, so I'm going to hold my feelings until we get through the good stuff. I don't want to go full Scott Snyder on this. Dale, can you just tell me, can you remember what captured your imagination for all these years, and do they still hold up now? You're one of those cops. Killed all my friends and burned my songs. He burned my paintings. Uh, it ca- back then, it captured my imagination because of the themed stalkers. Because I was probably watching this like when I shouldn't have been. Like every other movie, that's a part of me. Um, but I remember watching Terminator <laughs> at a very young age, and it altered my worldview. You try, uh, you try uh, the same thing, but with Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> uh, before you're even old enough to understand uh, women and how you can't just raid their frat house and uh, just go through their panty drawers. Uh, yeah, so back then it would have been the stalkers and the uh, the themed stalkers and how Ben Richards just totally like whips all their A's. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you were Ben Richards in your I, head for a I while. I was absolutely Ben, ben yeah. Richards. In my head, and uh, there's a fantasy where cops break into your room and take you out of bed and throw you in that gold and blue suit, and then you turn the tables. <laughs> yeah, and I know just it. Ninety minutes of the noise going. And and you know, as I've gotten older, I've obviously like nostalgia wise, I still love the movie. I just it's not like. There's like super gaping plot holes in it. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so we can snot Scott Snyder to death. It won't change my opinion of the movie. It is it is what it is in my heart. But, you know, the like when I've gotten when I got older, the, the, obviously the dressing started falling apart for me. You know what I mean? Like as soon as Maria Alonzo and Arnold Schwarzenegger walk out of the ICS building, they're getting bullets in their head. They're like they're getting sniped from the building across the street. Absolutely true. That would have been a funny, I mean, not funny, but a, a, a dark ending. I think that would have been an intelligent yeah. ending because they, what is, like, what are they going to do? They're not going off to Hawaii. They're not getting you know, anywhere. They're not, yeah. They're not leaving the premises. The, like, just because the host is dead doesn't mean the world is now All right. back to what it was 20 years ago. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, like the, it's, the, the dystopia is still a dystopia. <laughs> right? There's no uprising that's just going to flip the switch. He's going. They're going to have to live underground with Mick Fleetwood and Stevie. <laughs> Maybe he makes some more music. Yeah, and Dweezil Zappa. Yeah, for, for some reason is in the movie. Rhiannon Part Two. The uh, I felt like the, right off the bat, he's working as a security guard or whatever. Like you know, his he works for the government. Is this really the first time he was asked to do something bad? Like right. this is the one time in the history of this corrupt government that he's been asked to kill well, somebody. Whatever. He's not a good guy in this movie. Not really. No, he's terrible. He's like Tom he, Cruise in The Color oh, of Money. He he throws around women with his you know just whips around an apartment to get answers. He brutally murders four men with no outward signs of remorse whatsoever. And, like, he's not, like, a good guy. Well, I mean, they were going to brutally murder him. Yeah. Right, but he doesn't, I mean, there's a, 
Did, he doesn't. He decides necessary? not to kill the innocent bystanders. He gets thro- thrown in jail. I get it. He's an angel. You're right. But, but when he <laughs> he he goes to the woman's house, who thinks his brother still lives there, but he's dead, taken away. He could have been nicer to the woman. Like the he he could have gotten to Hawaii if he treated her with some respect. I agree. Yeah. Like I I listen. You got to help me, lady. I'm in a bad way. Right. Can you help me? Can you just sit and listen to me talk for five minutes? Maybe I won't tie you up and force you to take me to the airport in the most cockamamie scheme I've ever heard of. Did he really think he was going to get to Hawaii? Oh, she does this all the time. She put my credit card one time in a bag. That's what I need, money. (laughs) Like he's like, he's like going through her silk clothes and her on and are taking her money while she's in, tied in a up. rare rare moment where arnold is playing himself in the airport not even doing a character smoking his cigar i, I the the escape or I, we glossed over the escape which cracked me up because they're 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 like essentially cutting rocks underground as, as prison jobs and right. they have these like radio wave sonic things that are connected to their X-Men animated series Genosha uh, neck tags that'll blow their heads right. off if they go past a certain point. So they eventually Bitch have a plan to, to use the codes to shut them off and then they can leave. They have their nerdlinger friend do it. And they also have guns. Why not use the guns to shoot the satellites that are 10 feet away from you instead of relying on disabling the codes? Yeah, it's not even like today's invisible dog fences. It's like there's literally like these huge posts 10 feet apart from each other, the whole perimeter. Right. Just knock it out. And you have to think it's the 80s, so it's like the Christmas light scenario. Like one bulb goes yeah. down, you got to think the whole strand. Absolutely. Out. They're all connected by one electrical cable. Like mm-hmm. one extension cable. Like you just—I mean, literally—it just overran. It's the, amazing the, the, that people the gulag were escaping in five minutes. Yeah, you just overran the gulag prison. Find the one control box that controls the perimeter fencing, just like the network uplink. Yeah, that's based. Uplink. We don't need the uplink. We got the gals. Like maybe maybe Arnold should listen to one intelligent person this entire movie because your Hawaii plan didn't go so hot, Arnold. Right. Maybe you listen to somebody else. Runt. Ben. So Richards. Yeah, ben Richards. Uh so you know, they break out the way they break out and uh they end up on the running man, you know? How about the scene uh where he meets Mick and they're getting their their throat things taken off i felt like they were on the lamb for like a month and it turns out it was a day yeah. i don't know what yeah. made me think like so much time had passed day, it was like 40 minutes <laughs> i yeah. know yeah. and there's like no relationship between arnold and the people that he left with like i felt like there was going to be they're going to be like buddies you know lifelong friends they've been together for almost two years right there's like nothing between them really and eventually he gets the neck thing taken off the one thing that really irked me was Mick is knows how to decouple these things. I guess Mick took a computer class after they burned his music. Mm-hmm. And he's like detaching them and it, it blows up. He has like a second to throw it away. And he throws it he, the first one you see he throws it into a trash can and it blows up. Where's he th- where's he been throwing the other ones or the future ones? You just, just blew up a trash can that's underground. Casio keyboard. <laughs> it's just like okay, that's blown up. What are you going to do with the next one? Like it, uh, also like, throw it in that trash can. <laughs> but it just happens. exploded. The lid just blew into the roof. But it was like I just couldn't get past that. It was like a concrete exploding canister. Like it was made out of concrete with a concrete lid. Which he learned to do while in Fleetwood Mac. He was also pouring concrete for explosive That's containers. what his day job was when Fleetwood Mac was just playing clubs like th- four <laughs> nights a week. He was also a concrete man. <laughs> Concrete. Burned all my songs. <laughs> How old was he though around this point? Because he was wearing old man makeup. Old. He was old. Yeah, I feel like he didn't really need the makeup. <laughs> He's pretty. Yeah, he looks like one like of those creatures 40s, right? from uh, the Dark Crystal. To be honest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. And Arnold's like they still have Gold's Gym in the uh, future. 
in two, in 2017, the future. Yeah, Arnold sporting the the uh, the hard hat, carrying around a toolbox. I don't know if that's like luggage for him or right. Yeah, just part of his How character gets past all these security guards wearing his goofy little hat yeah. and smoking a cigar. How are cigars not banned in 2017? They have such a stranglehold right. over the country. I feel like like it could be like a demolition man scenario where like so many things are outlawed to keep an iron grip on the people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Also the the Running Man television show like the future is so desolate that they try to prevent uprising by giving them an entertaining television show. That fa- that falls on its face for me because I feel like that wouldn't stifle an uprising. If anything, that would make the people want to uprise more because people are getting killed on TV, right? But they're criminals. They're criminal, they, yeah. they see this as doing that justice. Like the moral compass of the entire population of the uprising is they just let that fly because we're just killing. This is super analogous to Gladiator Days. <laughs> you know, we're the new Roman Empire. I just feel like this is we basically the turn a blind eye based on to the Am dystopia right? at that point. Just my feeling. Yeah, you're right. There, there were no like other than Mick. There was no like naysayers, like people having a problem with this. They're, they're all gone at this point. Yeah, because the underground television. was it. Yeah, the underground that have, have military training from Mick Fleetwood. The underground, which like Mick Fleetwood is taking collars off in that in that rat town, and then he <laughs> makes his way to the game zone. And li- and like stays there, and that's where he's headquartered. Like this game zone has ca- a camera every ten feet. Like nobody uh-huh. sees these people sneak into the game zone. Yeah, they they have like a, a like a trap wall. That's where their entire HQ is. It's in the game zone. They move the trap wall right. and enter the game zone and bring those two in, and no one's the wiser. It's like mice, like at night when nobody's around. They that's when they scurry around. I don't know. I don't know. And and f- for the sake of like redundancy, if this network is keeping the entire population at bay, let's even say a third of the United States or whatever. Like you're the entire, the entire, entire satellite based network based control, like. Everything is is done by that in that one control room. There's no redundancy in place mm-hmm. where you know a station or like another place, a state away could like do the same thing when stealing no busts relay in. scenario. Right. There's yeah. There's it's only in the same room where they activate traveling Matt and uh, Damon like marches around in and Stevie points guns at him and says, "Don't touch that dial," like. Between that and the network uplink being in the game zone itself, I mean, bad idea. Bad ideas all around in terms of disaster recovery. Uh, you want to, you know, like you need some sort of disaster recovery warm site set up in case that d- game zone falls apart for whatever reason. It's wacky. Also, the they have the largest stalker as a hockey player on ice skates. How does that happen? This guy is such an amazing ice skater that he's the stalker that skates around and, and chops people in half. Yeah. Just yeah. He's a uh, bonkers. He's like Goldberg on those skates. <laughs> he's fantastic. Uh, Oh, the one thing I saw on the wiki that blew my mind was, uh, Paula Abdul choreograph yeah. choreography on the run, the dance scenes. Yeah. Amazing. I think you're looking for choreographed. Is that the word you're reaching for? Choreograph. Verb. Listen, I just woke up. I, I did a snap sleeping session. Again. I'm sorry. I'm Jeez. back. Jonesy literally just fell asleep while during the show. What do you call it? You call that a micro sleep. You know, it's what a rough uh-huh. day is. You know what I'm saying? I think that's what Kramer did on Seinfeld. And He slept for you know, 20 minutes every three hours or something. <laughs> and this, the uh, at this point, the movie never making a mention. I don't know if it was revealed at this point, but... This the guy who wrote this book is just a surname of Stephen King. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. This is this, uh, this could be a Stephen King story. Yeah. With Big Fleetwood. Burned all my songs. 
one of those cops. <laughs> he had like the, he has the least tough voice of the revolution. <laughs> like I, right. you, that voice doesn't say to me, but it's a voice, you know, uprising. Yeah, but it's a voice who's going to like lead, the, create the renaissance of arts and music. Yeah, why isn't he creating music? Like he could have been like. You know, with music sheets, when the next time we see him, like he's he's already doing it. There's an underground musical movement, and maybe mm-hmm. that music plays mm-hmm. while uh, Ben Richards is killing everyone. And uh, oh, man, I had some some other uh, thoughts in my head, and now they left. But it was like it, it, it is. It could definitely, I love it, but it's not, it definitely has its flaws, you know? Definitely mm-hmm. has its flaws. Oh, oh yeah, so so when the Captain Freedom busts in with his uh, suit of armor that they want to make him wear to, like, actually fight him, and uh, Damon is, like, explaining what the heck is going on, he's like, uh, they're up nine points, they're rooting for Richards out there, and Captain Freedom just says bullcrap, like... We've established this as fact. You can't just say bullcrap and walk out of the room. Like, <laughs> that's not how you finish an argument, Captain Freedom. <laughs> also, I was kind of bummed uh, that we, you, you didn't get Captain Freedom against Ben Richards. Yeah, really. I was Captain too. Captain Freedom's still out there. Mm-hmm. That's true. Captain Freedom could be like waiting could in the start wings. to show up. Yeah. Sequel. Sequel plans. Like, as they're, as, uh, Ben and his lady are like walking out that front door. Ben sneaks in the control room because everybody's probably left or on smoke break. Turns the cameras on, runs out there, kills him with his bare hands like he was doing 10 years ago. I won't do it, Killian. Plus, like, I wonder what the show is like normally. Like, how many contestants do they have each episode? Because, mm-hmm. you know, really, in theory, each a show could last 10 minutes if the person's <laughs> yeah. not very good. I and yeah, then, and then what they do? I always thought that because uh, they make it seem like there's a halftime, so it's got to be as long as like a football game, right? And uh, to to pick all these stalkers and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. So if it's a ten minute show that week, they must have like, maybe a couple convicts lined up or something. Yeah, yeah. I would actually be interested in, you know, like a modern version of American Gladiators, like for them to do a show like this. Where mm-hmm. you know you have to be like you have to have some kind of evasion. Nitro. Challenge. What's that? Nitro. <laughs> Viper. Yeah. Laser. They should. They should do like a, a harder core version of American Gladiators, and I'm kind of surprised that they haven't remade this movie yet. Right? I feel like this is like oh yeah, a chump this is for ripe. Hollywood. Right. It's pr- for a yeah. It's, pr- it's. I think you're right. It's ripe for a remake, especially with like the like. It's very. It's very on point. Like what it says about this was made in '87, and the it was. I mean, it's on point about like reality television and stuff like that, which was not a thing back then. Which you know, a lot of like dystopian sci-fi kind of gets into that back in the day. But it like there's a lot. It touches upon a lot of stuff that's like very poignant today, especially mm-hmm. 2017. Remake that sucker like uh, they did with Total Recall or whatever. Just Colin Farrell Farrell reprising all of (laughs) uh, Arnold's roles. Has any of us seen the remake of Total Recall? I have not. No. No interest. Yeah, they'd have to get, you know, like an oddball crew, I feel like. Or like, I was going to say a visionary director, but maybe the visionary director wants to make other things than a remake Running Man. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, that's true. Plus, I mean, going back to the ending about how nothing changes, where the audience sees that they lied about Ben Richards, like, who cares? These are bloodthirsty animals watching this show. Why do they care that that the government lied about Ben Richards? You've been wanting death Mm -hmm. on television for three hours. All of a sudden, you're now normal? That that shook them. That shook them to their core values. (laughs) And how about like, like your, how about the actual unedited footage of the Bakersfield massacre is just 
the, the movie footage. the movie footage like there's a first person <laughs> view of uh of the the truth revealed is uh richard's getting hit in the face at on a fir- first person view with the back of a gun like right that, that couldn't they couldn't they have filmed an alternate version that's right. like security footage from the co- the cockpit <laughs> like there's one camera yeah instead they just replay the footage from the early part of the movie and there's like the, my technical problems with the movie is a lot of that like a lot of reusing footage with Killian a lot of uh, voiceover like the girl's scream is used like two or three times the voiceover that they did like after the fact they do it all the time like the the worst part I remember was when they said goodbye to Ben Richards um, when Ben's like my brother lives in so and so he's gonna be in Hawaii and that that whole conversation sounds so bad (laughs) audio wise like they just recorded it in a closet (laughs) A year after they filmed it, they didn't even care to match up with the mouth or get any audio. Similarly, it sounds terrible. Not even recorded by Arnold. <laughs> yeah, recorded by one of us. <laughs> it's actually Dale doing his sly, doing an impression of Arnold. Right. This this could have been uh, a RoboCop esque movie, like if they had the right people mm-hmm. to direct it and produce it. Like they, this could have been a satirical film that is still held in very high regard, like RoboCop. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially looking back, knowing it's a Stephen King like property. If it had the budget and it had the set pieces, and it was done righter than it was, I mean, that like I firmly believe, like the outdoor scenes of the people betting is like just like the other side of the prison gulag concrete like concrete scrap yard like I, a lot of the set pieces where the ICS game running man building just look like an auditorium and in some gym mm-hmm. like folding chairs yeah there was a lot of that it was a lot of uh it suffered from a lot of that and i think if you if you kind of like was able to have set pieces and bring like the view up even a little higher, like not just on that one segment of the population, because like other than the people that's in the auditorium, the only other people that exist are on the street corner betting on the stalkers. Like that's as good as it got. And they're betting a lot of money. Like these, these like vagabonds that are the people that are getting screwed. Like yeah. they're putting a lot of money yeah, down these yeah. things. They got to be betting just like everything going home to their family. I guess wife so. angry at them for betting everything once again. <laughs> okay, I got it. Ready? Ready for the cast? Mm-hmm. Killian Jason Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Bradley Cooper as Ben Richards. Jeez. Jessica Beale as the Jessica lady. Peel. I feel like she's underused. Fresh. That fresh or who's her. the girl? Uh, Jennifer Lawrence is another one who is an it girl. She's. I, don't, I think this might be too similar to um, Hunger Games, though. Oh, you she know might, what? She might veto point. it. That's yeah. a good point. The movie uh, that Hunger Games is based on, of course, Running Man. Right. How about yeah. this? Captain Freedom, played by John Cena. Okay, oh, man. I'm with you. It's like a callback. It's a nod. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But it's still something new altogether. Buzzkill yeah. played by Tim <laughs> Allen. <laughs> Buzzkill. What happened to Buzzsaw? Buzzsaw. Where did she where did she hide the, the tape? In her suit. she reveals she that she had in her the, Susan. <laughs> when did she have time to hide it, too? Like I mean, the she finds the tape, there's a hand on her shoulder. Did she just like stick her hand down her pants immediately to hide that thing? There's no, there's no cavity search when she gets taken into custody. That's yeah. That's a maybe she also, had time. What makes her want to just start making out with him right at the end of the movie immediately? Not sure. There's nothing. Between there was them. almost no sexual chemistry with them during the film. It yeah, this chemistry only started when he's like, "Where did you hide that?" What did you hide that at? <laughs> I, I guess, and uh, you know, what you take with, away from this movie is that you, if you just slow walk up a set of steps staring at a woman, that's it. That's all it and takes. And wear a big 
gorgeous watch. Oh man, that watch he had. <laughs> Frig me. Collared shirt and a vest is where it's at. How about when he fights um Buzzsaw and he uses his own chainsaw up his crotch? Mm. God, that was brutal. Oh God, yeah. <laughs> that is something. <laughs> like his reaction was just too long and loud like as soon as he gets the saw in his crotch he start the camera zooms in on his face and he starts screaming and his voice pitch goes higher it's like a gag of getting hit in the nuts and it was yeah. so uncomfortable because his crotch is getting tore up by a chainsaw like i don't need to see this <laughs> it's being mauled his crotch is being shredded. Carbide also, Jim, steel. Jim Brown as Fireball was so lame. All right, he has a jetpack and a flamethrower. So he lands in the game zone. He just runs after Schwarzenegger <laughs> and the girl. And they're in a foot race for 15 minutes. They could throw a rock at Jim Brown as like a defense. And he does. He throws Amazing trash cans at Amazing that him. all that gear never tires anyone out either. Yeah. Like, like, no one becomes fatigued. Jim, like, you have a flamethrower. Never get within 25 feet of the person you're going to kill. Ever. <laughs> you never need to. <laughs> never chase after them. Take off. Land behind them. Roast them from above. Yeah. That was another thing that cracked me up, too. When they cut his gas line. Uh, yeah. Schwarzenegger cuts his gas line. Jim Brown freaks out, starts yelling, "My gas line, my gas line, my <laughs> gas like, line!" His like what southern accent that comes for? out. <laughs> Why do you need to yell? Literally, what we all just saw. We know your gas line's cut. Everyone in the room knows your gas line's cut. My gas line. No, last year's losers. <laughs> So why wouldn't they get rid of the bodies, the the, the <laughs> winners, quote unquote? Yeah, yeah, out out of the the two people they kill every week, there's bodies <laughs> just piling up in that game zone. The three they leave are last year's winners. Also, they're in like a locker room. What did they do? Gas the locker room and just never go back in there in in how many years or how a year? Fireball definitely killed, like, definitely roasted them. Like, that's his quadrant that he, like, it's, every stalker was the most ineffective stalker more than the other. (laughs) Dynamo down, but not out. Like, Dynamo. That guy was a weirdo. Did he have tights on before he was getting ready to R? The girl. I don't know because I turned away for a second. And they were his pants were around his ankles. Dynamo's jock strap was flapping around and he was ready to mount that woman. And I was like, what did what's happening? I just turned away for a second yeah. and he's now on top of her. It was uncomfortable. With the most voice edited voice. Why aren't even... you laughing? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't really get uh, that either. He's He's he ha- he's a singer, he's like a tenor mm-hmm. in an opera, but he also shoots uh, lightning bolts. Right. I don't I don't get it. Like, no. is that kitschy or right. I don't no. I don't know what's happening. And then he clearly takes his uh, land based uh, vehicle vehicle off roading and like starts <laughs> zipping up piles of concrete and stone with it, not knowing that he was going to flip over in his car. Yeah. You dumb idiot. I thought they were just going to continually cut to him being on the next surface. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like going up by like a foot. Oh, cut. Oh, he's up the hill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Also, it was a weird vehicle. It was like a dune buggy or something because his head, like his body was like outside of it. It was very strange. <laughs> yeah. It was like driving a pyramid. He's yeah. Why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you put a protective top on that right. just in case? Roll bars. You, especially <laughs> yeah. if he can be outsmarted every week by him chasing somebody on foot and then flopping over on the first hill he tries to run, run over sideways. <laughs> there goes Dynamo again. We better go get him. He can't get out. <laughs> so how did he not snap his neck when the car flipped over? <laughs> big dumb helmet of his. 
Yeah. Listen, we're just going to put down, uh, Dynamo in Quadrant 3 because no one's going to get there anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, we want to make him feel like he's doing well. Freaking idiot. Dynamo. <laughs> we loved it. I loved it. Movie. I loved every minute, yeah. to be honest. Killian, uh, Richard Dawson reminds me, obviously he was like before, but Regis Philbin. Reminds me a lot about Regis Philbin, or vice versa, rather. Yeah, yeah, they both had the, uh, the yeah, that charisma. Mm-hmm. And he had, he What's did it? have charisma, you know. He had a lot of it. I a like. It. I it. mean, I like how it was just decided that the Running Man uh, jet car was going to kill a man that particular time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, I wonder that <laughs> too. Because shot him down. He didn't. The only thing I can think of is that he turned up the juice, like because there's a shot of him turning it on, right? And I don't know. They should have made it more obvious that he's like going past the safety mark, <laughs> right? Like, like he don't, turned the dial to red. Yeah, yeah, to death. He just turned it to death. To death. <laughs> yeah. Also, why did it explode when it hit the thing? <laughs> right. Why wasn't it just like this huge roll cage, like clanging into a sign and like banging around whatever was behind right, it? Right. Yeah. Or like you could just see his head hit the wall or something and brains fly <laughs> yeah. out. There's no need yeah. for an explosion. He could die. He could die just as quickly that way, too. Uh-huh. I snapped neck. I wasn't sure if they were going to have him just fly in there and then have the psychos in the game zone kill him. Right. Yeah. Which are obviously employees because they they don't ever kill. They just herd. Yeah, what do they do most of the time like, in there? Do they live down there the whole time? I don't know. Are they just are they, are they like during the week they're like workers at ICS and then during the weekend they get <laughs> they to suit up and herd convicts uh-huh. into uh Professor Sub-Zero's ice rink quadrant with goalie traps. And explosive you know, pucks. I thought it was amazing that he was Professor I Sub-Zero. I thing, yeah. As if he couldn't just be Sub-Zero. But I also looked this up, and the actor's name is actually Professor mm. Toro Tanaka. So maybe that was like... A nod. Yeah, to like that he's Professor, actually. Yeah, because it's, it's got to be a nod to like his fame level or something. Mm-hmm. If like he, an inside, maybe that was a gag. Like everyone in 1986 got it. Like, oh yeah, he's called uh, Professor. They're gonna call him Professor. right, yeah, because that's Professor Toru Tanaka, of course. <laughs> Classic Tanaka movie. <laughs> yeah. It is. He was in Dark Man. Toru Tanaka was. Yeah, he's in a lot of stuff. Black Session yeah, Hero, please, Hard see, Justice. He four years of college for you just to call him Toru Tanaka. Now, Revenge of the Ninja, Plane Zero. I didn't even get that line. I didn't get that either. He just calls him Plane Zero? Sub-Zero, now Plane Zero. What does it mean? I guess maybe he's just trying to call him Zero? Right, now now Zero. Uh, I guess. Now Zero heartbeats. (laughs) Could have worked a little harder on that line, I think, in post. I think after every murder he made, he could have worked on every line. (laughs) What did he say at the end? I feel like he had a line at the end of the movie that I just didn't even hear, and I didn't even bother to rewind it. Like the audio was so poor. <laughs> like Could've... after he after Killian oh, what is he... was dead. And... Yeah, what does he say after he kills Killian? Do you remember? Uh, say like canceled or something. I don't know. He said one one of us is in deep shit. One of us is in deep shit. He says, and uh... I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if, if he says anything after that. What a show. What a show. Do we have any letters? Should we get to the letters before we get to Titanfall action? We got your letters. I'm gonna open them up. Farrington's gonna read them to you. Maybe we should just skip the letters. Go right. Skip to the, the letters. Call. Let's do two. We got two quick letters. We'll do okay. okay. Letters we, at papercake.com. You, you should you do just do the, Dale, read the first one because I I want to read the second one to you. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Sorry, we didn't do letters last episode, which you may have listened right before this one. Anyway, so it's not too long. We record it. So. Uh, oh jeez. Subject: long letter. Sorry, guys. 
<laughs> and you. sorry to the uh, Titanfall 2 constituency out there. What up, friends? I want to start out by saying thank you, guys. In my very first letter to you, I asked about suggestions for non-Big 2 comics, and you recommended Planetary, among others. So mm. a few weeks ago, there was a Warren Ellis sale on Comixology, and I bought the entire Planetary series, and Worth man it. alive, it was life-changing. The issue where Snow fights the Frankenstein monsters and then sh- finds Sherlock Holmes might be the most beautiful comic ever. Mm. Now, I know we all love X-Men, so I wanted to know if this resurrection stuff has you guys interested. I'm really intrigued by X-Men Gold, Weapon X, Cable, and most of all, Astonishing X-Men by the Seoul Man. It, see- it seems like uh, Soul Man, Colin Bunn, and Nick Spencer are the new architects. Are there any, are there any other up-and-coming writers you see as future architects? I really like Al Ewing and hope Marvel gives him a bigger role. Uh, listener lightning round. Logan. Um, spoilers. When Lara calls him daddy, it felt like an adamantium claw pierced my heart. Manly tears were shed. Be- it wasn't me, Charles. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. Between Logan and this resurrection stuff, I've got X-Men fever. I've recently read the X-Force book that came right, came out right before Remendo's Uncanny X-Force, and all I've got to say is, mm, Blix. <laughs> Remendo's stuff is better, but not my much. And now I'm seriously considering trying to read the entire Chris Claremont run. Do you think I've lost my mind? One last thing for I end my novel... With Paper Keg winding down, it feels like it's only a matter of time before Jonesy reverts to his vampiro state and Dale starts getting the basement dungeon ready so he can kidnap his favorite writer or artist. Dark days lie ahead, gentlemen. Thanks again, guys. That's uh, our friend Caleb Van Darren. And uh, I think he has a Twitter name, but I cannot remember it Mm. at this time. Legacy friend of the show. Caleb, thanks for writing. Thanks, Caleb. And yes, actually, I will say I have a little bit of color this week one of the lights must be out (laughs) (laughs) the uh if caleb if you liked chris claremont's x-men you'll love uh x-men gold number one Ooh, felt like they were writing that book for people that like if if you had told me chris claremont wrote it i would have believed you really Hmm. yeah wow okay take that for whatever you want (laughs) right (laughs) so Let's say you guys like last week's 45-minute expose on the WWE. We get a letter from a real live wrestler. How's that grab you? Uh, (laughs) Dearest PK, as a practicing doctor, I find myself questioning the actions of Kelly Lynch and the Patrick Swayze vehicle Roadhouse. Professional regulations prohibit dating a current or even former patient. Such an action will likely lead to being struck off the medical registrar. That's going to be a British thing. I dread to think what would happen <laughs> if you had penetrative intercourse at the climax of only one date. Oh, I'm sorry, of only date number two, especially if it didn't involve any smoochy smoochy beforehand. Uh, worst case scenario, Dr. Kelly is hauled up in front of the regulatory board as one Dale underscore A reads out a transcript of her erotic encounter (laughs) quote she just unzipped his jeans and put it right in no kissing no condom end quote oh Uh, my god what a scene amazing scene (laughs) I think I don't think I think it was forgettable until I heard Dale uh, reenact it Maybe as a small town doc, she gets some kind of special dispensation as likely all the residents are her patients, question mark. Or maybe Swayze shows up to roundhouse kick the judge <laughs> in the face. <laughs> the latter would probably be, would make a better Wesley. movie. <laughs> Yours in medicine, Dr. Dirk Feelgood, professional wrestler of our hearts. Wes. <laughs> Wesley! <laughs> he just killed a man. <laughs> Literally <laughs> murdered someone. He's like rinsing his bloodied fingers off in the lake that he's screaming Wesley. Knee deep, n- waist deep in. 
she just uh, unzips his jeans, pulls him out, and puts right inside her. Listen, I mean, you know, she, people go out on dates all the time. Right. This happens. I don't think so. I doubt it. I mean, we don't know what the youth so, is up to. She's so rare and ready. She was just <laughs> able to, to just pull out that hog and just <laughs> slim. She unfolds him and then into herself. Oh she boy! Rolls him out and let him let let oh, him God. enter her with such a, 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 a determination. We might need to strike this whole commentary might, for the mama record. needs it. From the official record. Like her, her attitude is mama needs it. <laughs> what a show. We don't know what we're doing next week. Tight we're going to keep probably. it a surprise. I hope it's the one that I want to do. You know? We'll see. Oh. Okay, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. We'll we're going to keep it a surprise. Stay tuned. Keep everything a surprise right until the end. We'll see everybody next week. Fireside, Jonesy? Jesus. Can we just play some? It's like 2 30 in the morning. We just play some Titanfall. Jonesy, this is where your concept of time kicks you in your butt. Because you knew we weren't recording until 10 o'clock. And you're like, let's stay up for some, just as long as we're ready for some Titanfall after. You know what, Dale? How about we put Titanfall on pause and then you can buy it and then you have to play next session? We don't know when it's going on sale next, Jonesy. Uh huh. $60. Keep that vitriol. It might, it might tight. never go on sale. That's you know, not I hope true it doesn't. I hope it never. We might goes never on play Xbox again. again with Dale until that goes on sale. And I hope not only does it not go on sale, but the four of us have the time of our lives tonight oh playing god. Titanfall. Oh my god! I'm sad oh my god. by these words. <laughs>